Oh, hello. Hello, welcome to another fine episode of All Through a Lenses' Dev Party. I'm Eric, and over there is Vanya. Hello. Hello. Uh, real quick, Vanya, let's push, uh, let's push start and put our developer in. All right. So this is the mini podcast. We're in between our normal podcasts. We talk about developing, and we talk about developing while developing some film. This episode, Vanya, what are you developing? I'm actually developing some HP5 sheets from my Graflex. Oh, you know, I think you owe me a Coke. Oh? Because I am developing HP5 sheets from my Graflex. I don't think that's how it works. Just just get me a Coke, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And we are both developing in Rotanol. Yes. Lovely, lovely. And for 11 minutes. We're both developing stuff that we shot in the Graflex, and the Graflex is a 4x5 camera. So that kind of uh, makes me wonder... How did we get here? How did you wind up shooting 4x5? Because you started at 35, like most people, and then went to 120. How did you get to 4x5? I was taking my time to get to 4x5, because I knew I was going to love it, and I really wanted to shoot 4x5, but I felt like it was a little bit out of reach for me. I think that it is kind of a whole new hobby as far as like equipment goes things are a little bit different it's not just like popping in 35 millimeter in a a camera and setting it to auto this is a little bit a little bit different a little slower and film already is really slow i would say or i i try to treat it um as slow as possible you know try to be mindful and think of my shots and i would say four by five is the epitome of that (laughs) At least for me now, and maybe forever. <laughs> so you got yourself a 35 millimeter camera and a 120, and you're you're ready to make that jump. You're like you've, you've seen people with Graflexes, with, with Intrepids, or even the pinhole 4x5s, and you're just mm-hmm. like, yes, I want to do this. You're in, you're even developing film at home. How much yes. of a jump is it from say like a 120 camera, so like a Mamiya 6x7 or something, going into large format? Well, I mean, you have to think of the equipment you need. So you're going to need film holders, and a lot of the film holders are used. So, you know, finding some that don't have light leaks or things that you can repair. Um, and then also finding a tank for your sheets as well yeah. is another thing. Also, like, a really damn good spot meter, if possible. <laughs> That's true. That doesn't and that, break on you. That, that takes care of the before the photo and after the photo. Mm-hmm. But... For the photo, you need a camera. Yeah, I looked at several different cameras. I think I showed you some too. And what I decided on was the, was it Crown Royal? Crown Royal, like the alcohol? No, hold on. This camera comes in like a purple velvet bag. No. (laughs) I decided on the Speed Graphic camera because it's a little bit more simplified. It can be handheld. Technically, you don't need a tripod. I mean, I would probably recommend and I carry one with me, of course, if I'm shooting with it. But I would say there's not a lot of like tilt and shift and extra things to it. It's more simplified. And I think I needed that to start out. I think that all the extras, which are interesting, and I look forward to using all those capabilities at some point with a different camera. This was like the perfect starting camera for me. I think that's right. I, that's where I started with 4x5 too. I, I saw the old timey movies. 
of the, the, the photojournalists whipping out these huge cameras and just holding them up to their faces and it obscured their heads and they took a big photo with it. And yeah, those are that's what a speed graphic is. And or crown graphic or, or, or you know, any kind of graphlex. It's it's that camera. And it was such an iconic thing for me that I, I needed one. And what's great about the graphlex is mostly when you buy them now, they come with a lens. And they come with a, usually a standard 135 millimeter lens. And that's really handy when you're just getting into a new format to have a lens, have kind of everything coming with it all at once. If you make that leap to a camera with movements, like the Intrepid, you do have to worry about a lens. What does that even mean? You go on eBay, you just see people posting pictures of lenses and stuff, and you're, it's, I was so confused over what to get and how to get it. And I believe Intrepid on their website has a really good tutorial on how to shop for a lens. It all comes down to, it's not as difficult as you think, but it needs to click in your mind before you can kind of move forward with it. It is confusing to explain and more confusing to explain on an audio podcast. So we won't. Yeah, I was given a really amazing gift. It was a book called Graphic Graphlex Photography, and it has a wonderful bright orange um, hardcover. Oh, cool. Big black writing. It says the master book for the larger camera. (laughs) It's amazing. It's a great book. And honestly, I think I should probably scan in a few pages and share it through um, our Instagram so you can see. There's like a lot of really great information and... We both shop what we're, what we're developing here with a Graflex, and I'm really excited to get back into it. I, the one that I had before, the rangefinder didn't work on it. And the one that I have now, the rangefinder does. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> it, it does. It's kind, of, it's kind of perfect. And I'm really excited to be able to handhold 4x5, which is something I haven't been able to do before. Yeah, I, I actually printed uh, one of Eric's photos that he handheld, that he took of Juniper. Um, yeah. He sent me a file over and I printed it and it is so gorgeous. It's very beautiful. And honestly, just like when you make the switch from 35 to the medium format and you take a look at those negatives and you scan them in and you can zoom them in and you're like, oh my God, look at all this detail. It's just the same thing <laughs> times two with, you know, these big old negatives. It's so fun to just be able to zoom in all the way and see all this detail in every single corner of the image if you would shoot in infinity. There's so much detail with 4x5 on the negative. Like, you know, if you have like the, the 35, you have to kind of really squint, you got to really get in there to see what's going on. And even 120, you kind of look at it and you go, yeah, I guess it's good. But with 4x5, you're looking at a, a photograph. You're looking at a negative the size of a, of a normal print. And yeah. that's really helpful. <laughs> it's really helpful. <laughs> and shooting the Graflex, it's a little different than shooting a normal 35. But the, the basics are all there. You have your aperture, you've got, you've got your shutter speed, and you got your focus. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. That's kind of it. You do have to... There is some differences with the film. You do have to learn how to use film holders and how to use sheets and load the film holders in dark bags or in a dark room. I don't know. It's kind of second nature to me now. Do you find that daunting? Yeah. The I, So I shot some images this past weekend from a very far distance of my sister who lives down the street from me. She's pregnant. Mm-hmm. She's great because she lets me bring all my cameras and test them on her and she's very patient <laughs> with me. So especially with the large format, you know, it's it's not fast. Like you can't just like whip out the camera and take an image. I, I really first of all the, the film is a little bit more expensive. You can find affordable film. 
But for the most part, I try to get that shot. And with one holder, you have two images. So I had a holder with HP5, and it was something that I loaded a few months ago that I hadn't used. We have 15 seconds. Okay, let's, let's dump it real quick then. So when I put the slide back in, it wouldn't go in. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) So you were shooting it. You took the dark slide out, took the picture, and went to put the dark slide back in. And the film had buckled or something. Yep. And the dark slide hit it, and it popped the film out of the holder. Yes, it did. Yeah. You know, that happens (laughs) to all of us. It's maybe a... a, (laughs) Maybe something to do with old holders or just gremlins. I don't know how it happens, but it happens a lot to me. Um, maybe once a shoot, it'll happen. You always feel embarrassed by it. Like, I know, I know this isn't how I loaded it. I know how to load film, but it's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. It is. There are more mistakes that you can make with large format. And so mm-hmm. you do have to be on your game, but you also have to be really easy on yourself because you're going to make mistakes. I think for the most part, I've just have to be a little bit more mindful when I'm loading my sheets. Just a yeah. little more careful, making sure that I get it in the right place, which is fine. Yeah. And I'm going to have to practice more because I have some other holders coming in a different format. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so we both stopped. I uh, use an acid stop that's made from vinegar that you buy at the grocery store. And Vanya, because of the fixer that she's using, she uses a water stop. Yes, no need for the acid stop. We've talked about stops so much. And no, you generally don't need an acid stop. All right, I'm ready to go. Okay, uh, let's start the timer and add your fixer. Yeah, I think I've come to the realization that I will constantly make mistakes regardless however many times I've done things, it's, it's always going to happen. It actually yeah. reminds me of our introduction we did before our very first episode. Do you remember? <laughs> episode zero. I do remember. What What are you talking about specifically? You're like, we've been shooting film forever, but we still make, you know, we make... Oh. And we both still make ridiculous mistakes, even though we've been shooting film for a long ass time. <laughs> it was right there in, yeah. in episode zero. <laughs> we promised you mistakes. And we are delivering. Yes, we are. For instance, this is the second time we've recorded this episode because one of us lost the audio file. And thank God it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) All the other things that you need to buy for large format, the camera, the the holders, uh, possibly a lens, depending on the camera you get. A tripod, probably a good idea to get a tripod if you don't have one. The little cable release also is a great... Probably not the last thing you'll need because there's always more things you can buy. But the no, last thing you absolutely need is the tank. I know that there's inserts for, there. I think, Patterson, which you have. I've never tried before. I don't know if I'm interested, honestly. I don't feel comfortable with using the inserts. I've used it, oh, I don't know, half a dozen times, maybe. I don't okay. like how you load them. I've felt that if you, I guess maybe because of the way I agitate the film sheets come off of the little, ins- the little insert holders inside the tank. So I don't use them. So we've both made the jump to a dedicated 4x5 tank. Yes, it's the SP445. Yes, by Stearman Press. Yes. They are, what, like 90 bucks or something? They're a little on the pricey side, yes. Yeah. You know, I think I drove to Freestyle that day to pick it up, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. <laughs> it's but, weird that uh, it's... 
with all the things you're buying for 4x5, for me, the tank was always like, the, well, I don't want to buy the tank. I got the camera, I got the film, I got the film holders, I got, you know, various other things. But the tank was really a hang-up because I know that you can use what they call the taco method, and you can use that in a regular Patterson tank, and I tried that. Did not work for me. Yeah. That's with the rubber band, correct? Yes, and for me, I got uneven developing because of the rubber band holding it together, the way it held it together. So I don't recommend it because I couldn't perfect it, and I've seen it done well, but I don't know how to do that, so I'm not going to talk about it. So the Daylight Tank, which is the Stearman Press 4x5 tank, roughly 90 bucks. It's an investment. I like it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I like mine too. I mean, I'm always stressed out about the top because it always, it's never flush. It's never like all the way flat. No. So never. for my mental state, I put a piece of paper tape. <laughs> it does oh, not okay. do anything at all. But I put a little paper piece of paper tape <laughs> to like keep it like at least down, you know, like, okay. Are you using blue painter's tape? Either blue painter's or green, whichever one is handy. <laughs> whichever one sticks less. Yes, exactly. We got about five seconds to go for the for the uh, end, the uh, end of the fixer. Yes, okay. it is now time to stop fixing. Stop it! Stop your fixing. <laughs> I'm gonna use a funnel today. Ooh, nice. So I had this like milk crate with all my chemicals in it, and I've been trying yes. to get my office cleaned up, and they're just like sitting in a corner. So I cleared a space underneath my sink since I actually developed in my kitchen and yes. it is so great. And we are just washing at this point. What did you shoot, by the way? I am developing the last four sheets that I ever took of Juniper. And these are the, the final four pictures and we will see how they turn out. Uh, I was also, I mean, this is probably not the smartest thing to do, but, but you know what? I got some amazing photos of her in the last days. So even if these don't come out or there's something wrong with them, I'm cool with that because I got, I did have some, I did get some really good photos. Yes, you did. I like to take pictures of my, my pugs and they do pretty good. They'll do anything for food. So I just have to like hover food over the <laughs> camera and they'll, they'll look at it. Nice. Juniper, until her her final days, was very camera shy. And so I was, oh god, lucky is not the right word here, but fortunate, I guess, that I was able to shoot her in the past few, in the last few days. Mm-hmm. I do still have a roll of her, of, of uh, Ultrafine 400. Oh, cool. And I would like to maybe develop that. This is maybe a sneak peek, look ahead, but maybe develop that in Pyro. That's what's happening. Yeah. yeah, I have some um, ultra fine from this weekend also that I shot of my sister. And those ones should be fun because I was like dangling <laughs> things in front of the camera. <laughs> okay, but she's just easily amused by dangling things in front of a camera? Honestly, that's when you get the best shots, when you can make people laugh. One of the things that I've been doing lately, and it's just kind of is a little aside about doing a final rinse of your film. People really don't recommend doing this, but I've had nothing but good luck with it. I don't know why people don't recommend this, so if there's a reason, tell me. So I've been filling up my tank with distilled water for the last, last two final okay. rinses, I guess. Filling it up halfway, adding a drop of photo flow. Filling it up the rest of the way. I shake it up a little bit, and that gets the photo flow uh, probably a little bubblier than you would like it to be. And then I do another rinse to rinse off 
the excess photo flow. I I'm getting really clean negs because of this. Now I've always been told not to add photo flow to your tank, so I never have. But now I am, I don't know, it's really working out for me. <laughs> so again, and I've, I think I've said this in previous episodes, but I do not use photo flow. And also that has a lot to do with the fixer that I'm using. And I'm get, I got this fixer TF4 from Photographer's Formulary. There's also a TF5 too. I, I read the description of the TF5 and the description of the TF5 talks shit about the TF4. It's kind of a weird <laughs> description. I really like it. I really like this fixer a lot. I pulled the first two sheets and they look great. Oh, good. Um, HP5 in Rodinol is amazing. It is. The second one has a pretty big, has a pretty big light leak actually. Oh yeah, um, I'm expecting one light leak in one of my sheets. One picture is, uh, ruined is such a, a weird word to use here. It's not a ruined photo. It is a light leaky photo. <laughs> uh, and the other one on that, on that holder is fine. And it's, it's, uh, it's Juniper playing with the last toy that we got her. She died on her birthday and Aww. we gave her a little, a little birthday present. Normally she wouldn't give a shit about toys at all, but on this day she did. She played with it a little bit and even took it over to her water bowl and soaked it in the water bowl, which is something that she liked to do for some reason. Oh, that's so sweet. And so we had the little toy, her, her, her favorite toy, I guess, at the time of her death. Oh, we had it cremated with her. Oh. So there we go. I got uh, three out of the four pictures turned out really well. How, how are yours doing? I took two sheets of my sister. One I, I ruined. Okay. So the one that did come out actually looks really well. I was very, very worried because I was shooting underneath a tree. There was like this little old swing hanging from a tree. And I thought it would be like a neat place to shoot her in her little adorable pregnant belly. I did decide on the black and white because I was like, okay, I can play with some shadow here and so far yeah. it looks really really good uh the other images are actually in my neighborhood there is uh this place called the sand dunes which you're technically not allowed to go to but everybody goes and like walks their dogs there and there's right, these right. giant electric like electricity poles and then department and water power has like a whole huge property and there's like a fence line. The fence line is bent and crooked because it's on a hill. So yeah. when you look at it in certain angles, it just looks so like strange and warped. So I actually woke up super early a couple weeks ago when I actually cared to do that. <laughs> not, not there <laughs> much anymore. Everything that I want to do in the morning, like surf and shoot film, I've been just like, I think I'll just sleep in. <laughs> But when I did have that urge, I brought the 4x5 and I shot two images. And those ones look really fun and interesting. I can't wait to scan them in. I guess future Vanya will discuss that and let you guys know. Well, here's a question. These are 4x5s. Yeah. We can kind of tell what's going on without the future. I know. It's kind of true. Isn't it? What's great about 4x5 is you can even take pictures of them with your cell phone, send them to somebody, and they can see they look great, too. It's, it's such a great format to not have to worry about a billion photos. You don't have 36 exposures. You've got one. Mm -hmm. And you can do anything you want with that one. Yep. And it takes more time to set up. It takes more thought. I don't know. It really made me fall in love with photography again. Not that I was on the outs with it or anything. But it really made <laughs> me appreciate 
the image, which sounds silly, but I think it's true. I, I mean, I completely agree with you, and I really enjoy so many aspects of it, and then finding a new format and falling in love with it again, like you said, is such an amazing part of this, like, art. I, I would never, like, shoot anybody down to, like, not try something, and this is definitely one of those things that I feel like everybody should have an opportunity to try. I think that... If you have found yourself maybe a little bored or a little just kind of like unsure of where to go with your photography and you haven't tried large format, I think it's a good way to get yourself back into it. You can still obsess about gear, uh, maybe even a little more so. Mm -hmm. You can't drown yourself in a billion different 50 millimeter lenses, which is wonderful. <laughs> you won't have hundreds of... 90s automatic bodies sitting around everywhere. You have one camera, maybe a, one or two lenses, maybe three lenses, and that's it. You have that and your image. If you look back to where photography came from, which is a box with a hole in it and some glass over that hole and, and a way to collect all of that light coming in, that's large format. It hasn't changed in like 170 years, really. Not much. And... It's what really made me get back into loving photography. Oh, like, for instance, I have um, a really good friend, actually, from high school, Jean. Okay. Who is... Hi, Jean. At Jean.Rico. And she sent me a message like, hey, I'm looking into uh, shooting medium format. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. What do you want to do? Do you want to do, you want to do like, 6x6? Do you want to do 6x5? you want to do 6x7, 6x9? What is it? Like, super excited <laughs> to, like, help her out. And she's like, oh, my God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up actually talking with her and like video chatting. It's like another part of photography that I really like. And I think that's why I agreed to do the podcast to begin with. Um, not because I'm a professional photographer, but because I'm super passionate <laughs> about photography <laughs> and getting people passionate about photography as well. Yes. And so <laughs> if you're thinking about four by five, do it if you can. There is obviously some cost up front and there is some learning curves like crazy. Think of it as a new hobby where you can use a lot of what you know and some of what you already have. Yeah. And you'll be good. And if you have questions about it, we're available. And there's lots of resources online. Now is probably the best time to get involved in it because lots of people are doing it. There's lots of resources. There's new stuff being invented. There's lots yeah. of film, eh, sort of lots of film. And lots of cameras. Yep. Get out there and do it. <laughs> do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Okay. Well, thank you for putting up with us for yet another dev party. And <laughs> we will see you. <laughs> Is there anything else we wanted to mention? I well, guess not. Yeah, I mean, are you recording this time? <laughs> um, yeah, I am. I, mean, I am actually recording. Funny, funny you should ask that. <laughs> I am recording. Okay, good. So, yeah. <laughs> No, I deserve it. Give me shit. Give me shit. It's fine. It is fine. <laughs> so we will see you in a week for a regular episode. Yeah, we have some pretty interesting stuff for the next episode. We do. And actually stuff that involves a little bit of large format work. Yeah. So thanks for listening. We will talk to you in a week. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.